called. We're not sure if it's but real if or not. On a different internet than they All right, are. we can start whenever. All right, it works for me. We are recording. Tom Bernard show with Doug Sprinthal. Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. And Tommy. And by the way, you have to do your commercial. Cool. Because it's, it's live time, Pally. Hey, I'm remembered. Yeah, no, hey, shut <laughs> up. Got in the groove after six Backstabber. years. Backstabber. <laughs> she just needed a vacation. Backstabbing wife, typical. So here's a pro automotive tip that won't cost you anything and can save you a lot of money. Uh, the reason I thought of this is it just happened to me. A, there are a lot of uh, software upgrades to modern vehicles and recalls that can be performed at no charge to the dealership that will make your car perform better. I, I bought a older uh, Mercedes convertible last uh, winter, and I took it in for some routine maintenance, and they go, oh, there's a flash update for the uh, computer system for the transmission. It drives like a new car. Nice. Uh, and there's also a lot, there's a fair number of recalls out because these cars are so sophisticated. They're not typically yeah. safety recalls, but they're just, it's updating the systems that run your car. Uh, and it's the only way they can do it is at the dealer. Uh, so if you're curious, call Walls or Service. You'll need your serial number. It's uh, on the windshield of your car in the left front, or everybody has it on their insurance card as well. Just give them the uh, VIN or the serial number of your car. They can uh, check for updates on just about every uh, manufacturer that we, all the manufacturers we service and just about everything else. Set it you up an appointment, and this stuff is almost always free, and it will make your car perform better many times. So that's a pro tip from Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Yeah. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Synthesizers were new and everything had to be synthesized. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for hour two. Tom Bernard show. Doug Sprinthal's in studio. Catherine, Andy, Cassie. Things are going so well for insurgent Democratic congressional candidate Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. What? I'm going to vomit. From all what? the politics. Yeah. politics. That's all that's on. Hey, you know, i got to read the news. That's all and that anyone it's cares all about. political news now. Mm -hmm. What'd she say now? Oh, it's not what she said. This is, uh, I don't know. I've never heard of this before. Things are going so well for insurgent Democratic congressional candidate Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that she's winning primary she didn't even enter. <laughs> what? In addition to recently whipping longtime Queens Representative Joseph Crowley in the 14th Congressional District Democratic primary, Ocasio-Cortez also won the Reform Party write-in primary over Bronx Rep Jose Serrano in the neighboring 15th Congressional District. Neither she nor Serrano were competing for the line. It's the Russians. Honest to God, it's unbelievable. She's winning races she's not even involved in. 
Propaganda machine probably forgot to turn off. Yeah, probably did. Forgot to turn it off. We need a good bartender at the House of Representatives. Wait, what am I saying? Yeah, there you go. Still, the City Board of Elections was set to certify Ocasio-Cortez's write-in victory on Tuesday. A board spokesman wouldn't immediately say just how many write-in votes Ocasio-Cortez received to defeat Serrano on the Reform Party line, but it wasn't expected to be many. While write-in votes are not unusual, some actually winning a race, someone actually winning a race uh, is rare. She, she wasn't even running for it. How she wasn't even running happen? in the race. Because people get so whipped up by the news. Oh, the news told us, they told us this is what we should do. They're just nuts. Everybody's nuts right now. What caused it? Doug did. It was me. Yeah, that's right. Seriously, why are people so out of their minds right now? I just don't get it. Well, like I said, everybody has to, you know, media outlets have to pan- make people feel panicked so that they'll keep on coming back for more. Yeah. I did predict about, oh, God, it must have been about four years ago now on the KQ Morning Show. I said, how would you like to be the first white guy to come become president after a black president? It ain't going to be no. pretty, I guarantee you. Yeah, no. I don't, it could have been anybody, and they would have hated. Look, Donald Trump's the perfect guy to hate because he won't stay off Twitter, and he's a billionaire. And, and he loves it. And he loves himself and all the rest of it. So, you know, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. He feeds off your hate for him. Yeah, he does. He kind of no, it's does very true. like he does. Yeah, but people don't seem to figure that out. How do you, going into a, a next-day meeting with Merkel in Germany, make the statement, Germany's controlled by the Russians? Why would you say that? Do you get that? Does anybody get that? I, I, I don't. I'm 100% sure that he says things just so people will talk about them. Just so we'll get, they'll get mad. I don't think he believes 80% of what he says. I think God, I hope right. not. The sad thing is that a lot of pe- there's a lot of people that do believe 80% of what he says. So the vast majority of people will believe whatever they're told to believe. Yeah, that's true. Well, according to this guy, he tried to convince police that he wasn't drinking and driving. You want to hear why? <laughs> the star I said. Who, Who, Trump about? or? Oh, no, a guy out of Florida. Oh, you should have segued Sorry. that. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Uh, this, this news story caught me off guard, but... An inebriated motorist assured Florida police that he was not drinking and driving, but only swigging from his Jim Beam bourbon when he was at stop signs and light. Oh, and stop oh well, then. he was drinking then okay. driving. It's different. <laughs> oh, God. It's, this is hilarious. Earl Gustavus Stevens, 69, was arrested two weeks ago for driving his Mercury Grand Marquis while under the influence in Vero Beach. Um, he's under a $1,500 bond. Fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, that's not very much. I know. He was he was nabbed after a driver called nine one one, and Stephen was taking his car and repeatedly tapping her bumper while they are at a McDonald's drive-through. And when the sheriff's deputy contacted Stevens, he reeked of alcohol, was slurring his words, and had red and glossy eyes. On the Mercury's passenger seat was a bottle of Jim Beam. I wonder if it was buckled in, um, from which he admitted he had been drinking, but he was only doing it at stop signs and at stoplights so, so he, he actually, wasn't he actually thought that the problem was drinking while also <laughs> driving well it says drinking while driving well they I, had drive through bars down there for a long time <laughs> in florida what a yeah. horrible idea bars or liquor stores oh, well wait, liquor store i, thought, I mean i what's, thought you could get a drink somewhere right that would be awful you, you used to be able to drive the... drive through and, and get a well you used to be able to do that in minnesota too Really? At um, what's now Pappy's over there on, on Broadway in uh, Washington. Yeah. That used to be Jug Liquors, and they had a drive through window when I was a kid. There's a, there's one in St. Paul still, I think, on Randolph Avenue, somewhere over there, that's a drive through liquor store. I, really? They won't give you a cocktail. But... Oh, they won't? No, I don't well, think Well, uh, sorry, you can get a cocktail close. in a can. That's right. <laughs> so. I suppose. <laughs> I suppose that's ab- absolutely true. I don't know. They, it, everybody now is... Very, very confused about what they're supposed to be doing and what they're not. <laughs> it's just, I, I wasn't drinking and driving because I was only drinking when I wasn't driving. <laughs> well, that's like texting at stop signs. It's okay. I'm not driving. I know. Yeah. Well, that's I'm different because that. you don't like texting after you're stopped. Like once you start up, you're not like still texting. Yeah, you don't sober up in that three seconds at a stop <laughs> yeah, sign. Yeah, that's the problem. I, I mean, think. if someone can actually pay attention, like, well, stop signs, no, but stop lights, yes. 
What's that's sad? Fine. What's sad though? There would be a defense lawyer that would try and get him off by of course. a technicality in the law because it says drinking while driving. Well, it, nationwide, it's actually DUI, which is driving under the influence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in many in Minnesota, for some reason, it was always DWI. Well, so it so goes to the whole gray goose thing. Yeah. Duck, 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 duck gray, gray duck. duck. Yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry. Gray well, duck. The only state in the entire world that says duck, duck, gray duck. Yeah. And so no one knows duck, why. Duck, duck, goose. Yeah. Yep. Everyone says duck, duck, goose. It's I like, didn't even know it was duck, duck, goose until I was like 20. Yeah, it's like kitty corner. Everybody else in the world says catty corner. It's kitty. Catty corner? Yeah, yeah, I say kitty, diagonal. It's kitty corner. Yeah, diagonal is good. <clears throat> I've never said kitty corner. I hadn't I hadn't heard of Kitty Corner until I was like also about twenty. How and about, then people started saying it and I was like, What the hell is Kitty Corner? How about Kitty Wampus? <laughs> Kitty Wampus. Or I do know Kitty Wampus. Caddy Wampus, that's yeah. another one. Kitty Wampus and Caddy Wampus Kitties is the same cute. deal. Minnesota for some well unless they do this. <laughs> everywhere people do things yeah. totally different. Like there's a part of I think it's by Pittsburgh, I'm not sure, but they don't say you, they say yuns. What are yins doing? Yins. Really? Yeah, yins, yuns. Yins. There's use. There we go. Use guys. Yeah, use guys. Um, It's not kitty corner or catty corner. It's catter cornered, which comes from the French catra for four. So there you go. Four corners. Those French people, they have a different (laughs) word for everything. Yeah, they really do. They have a word for four? That's weird. Quattro. I don't. I just say three more and then one more. Three yeah. plus one. One, That's two, exactly three, it. three plus one, five. Minus one. But yeah, so there you go. If you want to be technically correct, you say catter cornered. Catter cornered? Mm-hmm. And that means you're that means diagonally. By, that means diagonally. Yes. I'm going to stick with kitty corner because I'm from Minnesota. Yeah, I don't really understand. And I like it when people whip their heads around when I say things like pop. <laughs> I know. They're pop, like, ah. yeah. There's been this weird crusade against the word pop lately. It's like it's a fine word. Yeah, I pop. never, I, I said, might have said pop when I was a little kid, but I haven't said pop in years. I say sodi. Sodi. Yeah, sodi pop. Good. Sodi. Sodi that's pop. Really that would be perfect right there. Sounds like Popeye. I, I yeah, I don't like Popeye? Popeye would say Sody Pop, wouldn't yeah. he? Sody Pop. That movie was a total stiff, by the way. Robin Williams thought that... His they first all, movie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they all thought it was going to be a huge... Uh, oh, God, that was 35 years ago. That a was long his time first ago. movie? Yep. yep. Oh. I think and, uh, so. I'm pretty sure it was. He played Olive Oil, a gal with a really long uh, neck. Oh, Shelly Duvall. Duvall. Shelly Duvall. Yeah. Right. Hillary Clinton. Yes, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> As Olive Oil. <laughs> God, let me think about that. That was probably pretty good, actually. Let's see here. Filmography of Robin Williams. Oh, no, it was his second movie. I thought it was his first. After, well, it was his first real movie. Because his first was Can I Do It Till I Need Glasses, wherein he played Man with Toothache. So... Yeah. (laughs) So let's not count that as his first movie. So, yeah, his first movie was Popeye. And then he did The World According to Garp. I'm Which surprised. Was great. That was a hell of a good movie. I'm surprised movie. Popeye didn't tank his career. Yeah, it almost did. It almost a, did. It actually made movie. budget of 20, box office 60, so. Oh, so it was a hit. Yeah. Critical response was actually not that bad. 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? I think it's for the time it was fine. Yeah, maybe. 1980, that was a while ago. I remember watching 38 it years. God. God, 38 years. That's, yeah. I didn't realize it was that old. Significantly Indeed. older than me, even. Obesity poses a stubborn public health problem. Just when it looked like rates were finally starting to plateau, results from an ongoing national survey tell a different story. Rather than losing weight, Americans, kids and adults alike, are still gaining weight. Rural areas are seeing the biggest spikes. Globally, the obesity epidemic also continues. The expected impact is greatly concerning. You know, that's really the reason I lost all that weight. I just like to be contrary. Yes, you do. <laughs> Everybody else is gaining weight. So Obesity's popular, it. is it? Yeah, obesity's popular. I'm going against the grain here. I'm going to lose a bunch of weight. That's actually an interesting point. Um, people always think that the U.S. is the fattest country, oh, but we're God, not even no. close, actually. Not even. We're not? Mexico is actually above us. 
So who's number well, one? Well, they're just because they're short, though. <laughs> but, yeah, the BMI is it's high, not, even though they only weigh 80 they're pounds. They're just under length. <clears throat> um, the highest, I believe, is somewhere like Samoa or Tuvalu or something like that. Yeah, All those island countries yeah. have major. Their average BMI is something insane, like 40. Now, is that something genetic, or is it because they ad- adopted the genetics, like Western with, diet? With islanders, genetics play a big part of it, because they've always been a very big people. Yeah. Yeah. Samoans are well known for being very tall and very wide. Which is interesting, because they live in a tropical climate, right? Yeah. Yeah, you so think they'd they want to, like, conserve. Yeah. yeah. Well, well <laughs> I mean, I guess because, like, in a tropical climate... If a hurricane comes by and wipes everything out, then there could be like months oh, before you have true. any food at all. Okay, so that so, does make sense. Yeah, I guess, yeah, there's that. Well, here's the same deal. reason Floridians are so fat. <laughs> Floridians <laughs> aren't fat. Yeah, I don't think they actually technically no, are. No, I don't, I don't think, think they are so. at all. Let's see, the fattest states. I'm going to guess Mississippi. Andy's coffee just kicked in. Yeah, I guess so. Andy's kicked in. I haven't had Cassie's did before him, and now Andy's is. I haven't had anything to drink, so I was dehydrated and didn't realize it. Uh, Yep, Mississippi. The fattest state of malls, Mississippi. Sure is. Well, so it's at all those, like, Alabama, Arkansas. West Virginia, Tennessee, Arkansas, Louisiana. Well, they eat, like, they they eat, like, cheesy beans and cheesy grits and and cheesy potatoes and just... Potatoes. They won't stop with the cheese. Least fat, Colorado, by a lot. By a lot? Hmm. Yeah. That's a hikey, bikey sort of area. That's yeah, true. It is. Yeah. It is. You, can get a, you can get a heart rate going in Colorado, yeah. that's yes. for sure. Yeah. Hawaii, though, number 48. Oh. Wait, so. They're the thin? It's because they can't afford food, so they all starve. Yeah. I think that's I mean, what Milano's are 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I still love the fact that Hawaiians don't like people coming there to visit. Like, Those holidays. Do you, how do you think you're staying alive, you idiot? No. The only thing you got is tourism. If you shut that down, you'll starve to death. Actually, I wonder where, like, it would Hawaii's... Be, would be nice to not have to deal with tourists, I'm sure. Well, yeah, tourists are awful, but, you know, if it's... If that's, that's what your, you do is what you do. If that's your industry, I mean, if you don't want a tourism industry, shut down all your tourism spots and replace them with something else. Exactly. Let's see. That's exactly it. The economy of Hawaii. Doing a lot of research today, which is a good thing. Right. Yes. Deep Anything dive. except race. Let's see. What can we talk about that isn't race? <laughs> is there anything? Else I'm trying to find like world? how much of Hawaii's uh, economy is tourism. All right. Well, I'll read this while you're doing that. The National Health and Nutritional Examination Survey, which combines physical exams with interviews, is conducted yearly by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The latest, and it's just they just call it NONS or NANAS. What's NONS? Uh, National Health and Nutritional Examination Survey. Oh. Um, encompassing the period from 2013 to 2016, were compared to figures from 2001 to 2004. NANAS is really the gold standard for measuring obesity prevalence in the United States, said Dr. Craig Hales, uh, medical epidemiologist with the CDC's National Center for Health Statistics. Height and weight measurements to determine body mass index let researchers tease out Obesity and severe obesity levels. A BMI of 30 or more is considered obese, while severe obesity is defined as a BMI 40 or higher. These are some of the sobering results they've uh, come up with. Youth obesity prevalence is up to nearly 18% based on findings from nearly 7,000 children ages 2 to 19. In 2001-2002, youth obesity prevalence was 15.4% and increased to 17.1%. And we got to take a break. So look at look at over here, big shot sprinthal. It's the what? I know it's I've great. I've learned to check the clock. You damn right. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. If you are a homeowner, you do not want to miss this free event. We are hosting a free seller workshop where we are going to teach you how to net between thirty to sixty thousand dollars more on your home sale. Plus, we are going to share our proven systems that will instantly put the control back in your corner. Guarantee yourself the results you deserve when it comes time to sell your house. Our exclusive workshop will be sold out shortly, so call now to secure your free ticket by calling 763-401-SOLD or by visiting sellerworkshop.com. This free seller workshop will be held the week of August 6th. The last workshop sold out very fast, so hurry. 
and call Chris Lindahl Real Estate today to save your free ticket. So call now, 763-401-SOLD, or visit sellerworkshop.com for times, locations, and to secure your free ticket. Okay, you know how it works. Uh, I don't promote people that aren't the real deal or don't do the right thing. This is not a bare-bones situation at all. And the best part is it's free. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I've been here over a year now. It's going great. That's right. Most everything I do at Priority Courier Experts is local same-day deliveries. Home for dinner every night. I was just looking for something different. I kept seeing those trucks everywhere, so I gave them a call. Yep, Minnesota's largest same-day delivery company with 500 professional drivers working for customers every day. We are busy. It sure is a lot of vehicles. I guess 21 years as Minnesota's proven same-day leader provides a lot of opportunity for drivers like me. And the more I drive, the more I make. Eh, go figure. <laughs> Transportation is a rock-solid career choice. Freight moves the world. Always has and always will. Priority is hands down the best move I ever made. Great hours, great pay, and great life. Yeah. I just called 651-748-4477. They can answer all your questions right over the phone. Getting started is easy. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. I love Jerry Lee Lewis. Me too. He's coming where? Where is he coming to Treasure Island? Something like or that. Or Mystic. I can't remember. Or Mystic. One of them. Did you see that show, uh, Million Dollar Quartet? No. I saw it at the state a few years ago. If you get a chance, you'd love it. So it's it's a musical set the night that supposedly uh, Elvis, Jerry Lee. Can't remember. Is it Carl Perkins and somebody else got together in Sun Studios and did some recordings? Really? Isn't it it's Johnny Cash? The Johnny Cash. Yep, that's right. Johnny Cash. I got my Sun Records Johnny Cash shirt on right there you now. Go. See. And the guy and the guy act that played Jerry Lee Lewis actually played the piano in the show, and he was great. Really? I mean, he's playing with his feet. He's jumping around like a maniac. He's just. It was cool. So I think that show's in Vegas and still. So if you, if you get a chance to see, you'd really like it. No, I, I guarantee I'd like it. I think it's called the Million Dollar Quartet. Okay. Which would be cheap these days. Yeah. Well, 1955 was a lot of dough. Man, it was a lot of dough in 55, no doubt about that. But Yeah, here we go. Million Dollar Quartet, 1956. Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, and Johnny Cash. Yeah, they went on a tour. and Oh, God. They I did? watched them. Yeah, I w- watched a I movie. That. That's how... Uh, um, Johnny Cash and Elvis got hooked on pills. Actually, oh, because they were oh. they were going from city. To, I mean, they would be like in a city and play like two shows, and then be on the road all night long to get to the next gig that they had to be at. So they were popping pills just to stay awake. See now, it's not like they had to drive though. Yeah, well, that's true. Pills because well, they like to take drugs. Well, no, they were driving in car. They would have like a caravan of like three cars, and all of them, you know, and they'd bring their girlfriends or groupies, whoever they had taken along. But yeah, I mean, and they all just took time, turns driving. So, yeah, I can't remember what the name of that movie was. Well, that's oh, interesting I because I just watched an Elvis Presley documentary, and they blamed it on the U.S. Army. I mean, he could have been. I mean, he could have been taking drugs, but that's kind of how the downturn on even with Jerry Lee and Johnny Cash getting hooked on uppers and downers and all that. When did Elvis go in the Army, 62 or 3, something Mm, like that? That's probably about right. I think that's probably about right. It was before the Vietnam War. Right. Yeah. Well, the war was on then. We just didn't. We were just, just sending advisors over it. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, they said that Elvis uh, had to take uh, uppers to stay up for like two to three days at a time, and then he'd have to take downers to go to sleep. So they blamed it on the U.S. Army, saying they got him hooked on pills. But yeah, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, but you can, if you want to, just stop taking both, and then you'll adjust eventually. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. The whole thing is like, it's always somebody else. It's never my fault. That's it's right. always somebody else's fault. I don't know. Yeah, just... I'm sure it was the travel that turned Jerry Lee Lewis into a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't marrying his 13-year-old cousin. Oh, or... God. I'll have to his... look up that movie. Nasty. It was a good movie. I remember that. 13-year-old cousin, and he marries her. 
Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. How does that stuff still happen in the South and nobody know. just knows about it? Do we mm-hmm. want to know? The well, truth? it's illegal now, so. Well, there are some states where you can get married pretty young. But you also have to be young. I don't think 13. Well, like France, I think, just recently made an age of consent. They didn't have hmm. one before. They didn't? No. France didn't? Nope. Why not? Because they're French. Same reason they <laughs> let kids drink. Lure them into that van. Why Viva, not? <laughs> Viva la liberté. Exactly. I know in some states, if you're... 15 or 16 you can get married as long as your parents consent and mm-hmm. sign a form stating that they are willing to let you get married and at I, that age i think that that might have happened to jerry lee lewis too there's some because I, I remember who played him in that movie it was quite good it was um dennis quaid no that's not right that was great that, balls was, of fire that was great yeah. balls yeah, of fire right. though he mm-hmm. did play yeah. that's right mm-hmm. and he did he did a damn good job playing him too mm-hmm. he was really good well, Jerry Lee Lewis was married seven times, so oh, seven. clearly he wasn't bet. exactly yeah, great <laughs> at romance. So I'm trying to figure out how old he was when he was. like me. Too he was great at it. good at getting married, just not so great at staying married. <laughs> yeah, Let's see. <laughs> um, Lewis was 22, so too old to be marrying a 13-year-old. 22 and 13. Yeah. yeah. And it was his, co- well, his now- cousin. His first cousin once removed. That, that makes mean? it okay. So that would be, um, let's see, first cousin once removed would be his great uncle or aunt's child. How long were they married? Um, Until she turned 15 and wised up. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, it's actually hard well, to find his marriage record. No. I don't think they even lasted a year. It didn't even last a year either. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being married to a, well, first of all, I mean, the whole thing's gross, but a 13-year-old girl... Have you ever been around one? <laughs> yeah, they're not exactly yes. like mature. I, I am right now, June, my stepdaughter. So. Now, why anybody would want to marry a mm-hmm. girl, I don't know. God. God. Oh, God. Oh. What are you my doing? God, don't a 13-year-old do that. girl imitation. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, Everything is like super lame yeah. and, oh, my God, I can't believe. Stupid, gross. What time yeah. will you be home from school, honey? Uh. <laughs> oh, God. I know. <laughs> oh. There we go. Uh, so he was born in 35. He got married to Myra, which I think might have been I his... I think that is his cousin's name. Yeah. Uh, he was born the yeah. same year as Elvis. That was his third marriage. <laughs> oh, was his third oh. marriage? Oh, to his cousin. By the time he was 22. Hmm. He had been married three times by the time he was 22. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Commitment <laughs> issues. He really is a sprint ball. And I'm sure it was the pills. Jeez. And he had a kid with her, and then that kid drowned at age three. Oh, Aww. my God. Then they divorced in 1970 after 13 years, so, I mean, it lasted a while. Yeah, but yeah. I think they, like... You married for 13 years, and you're 25. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's true. Well, I think they, like, split up, like, after a year, and they just kind of got estranged from one another. Maybe their divorce finally got finalized. Well, I'm sure the... Kid drowning didn't help. No, no, that would never help. A year so anyway, later, go he got see married. Rock legend Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> yeah, that mystic, I think, is where he's coming. He got married a year later. That ended in two years. Um, and then one of his kids died in an auto accident. Oh God. Then he, I don't know, his life. Yeah. He sucks. got divorced for the sixth time in 2005. And I think he just got divorced again recently. Doesn't he have like one tenth of his stomach left, and that's about it? He you had know, there stomach are two guys cancer in that, era I that I would have loved yeah. to see in their prime. Him is he is oh, one yeah. of them, and then Little Richard's the other. I mean, those guys oh, are yeah. just maniacs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would have been a good show. No, either one of those shows would have been terrific. His stomach ruptured because he wouldn't stop drinking. There, oh. no, not Jerry Lee. How is he? He so he's. Still alive somehow. That's yeah, he is. interesting. It is amazing how some people can just beat the crap yeah. out of their bodies and stay alive. The Keith Richards health regime. Yeah. <laughs> then I said to Ronnie, <laughs> I, uh, I can't, a friend of mine told me he ran into uh, Jerry Lee Lewis in, at Skiffle. Is that the airport that's in Skiffle, uh, yeah. Skiffle Airport in Amsterdam? In Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And he was going somewhere, and he said, basically, Jerry Lee Lewis is alive, 
but he has to have somebody tell him what to say, what to look at, where to go. Oh, boy. He, he has to be a told, handler? Yes, yeah. He has to be told how to do everything because he doesn't remember how to do anything anymore. Other than play mus- uh, musical instruments. He remembers how to play the piano and sing. That's about it. That's amazing. I know it is, isn't it? So he's probably got that, whatever that is called, Krosky Kirkinoff disease or whatever Krosky Kirkinoff. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's it. What's it called? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's not Kreutzfeld Yaka, that's Mad Cow. Uh, I'm Bora, pretty sure it's Krosky Kroska. Boris Basky. No, it's <laughs> chess player. It is called. It's very close to what I said. <laughs> it is something. Korsakoff syndrome. That's it. There it is. Korsakoff. I, yeah, he almost you, definitely does have. Yeah, Korsakoff. you basically destroy most of your brain cells. Yeah, your brain just starts getting destroyed because yep. of all the alcohol. Now, how much alcohol do you have to drink every day to destroy your brain? Oh, here we go. Wernicke Korsakoff syndrome. It. Yeah, Wernicke Korsakoff. Which, yeah, it's a combination of Korsakoff. than Rimsky Korsakoff. Yeah, that's true. It Concerto is. disease. Yeah, sounds that, like a Russian ballet. That's all from alcohol, right? Uh, yeah. Um, alcohol itself is neurotoxic, so in large amounts that doesn't help. And then drinking all that. Alcohol means you don't get enough vitamin B1, which also is damaging to your brain. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it basically causes Note dementia. Oh, yeah, it is. By it is a type of dementia. B1. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'll do it. Keep <laughs> take, you. Take one with lucid. your drink. Right. If you're on the Atlantic coast, you may want to stay out of the water for a few days. Hurricane Chris is rapidly strengthening, and the National mm. Hurricane Center has named it a Category 2 storm. Maximum sustained winds have increased to nearly 105 miles an hour. It will likely continue to strengthen through Wednesday morning, this morning. The system is expected to bring swells in the coast of North Carolina and the mid-Atlantic states. These swells could cause life-threatening surf and rip current conditions. The National Hurricane Center said in a report, as of 5 a.m. this morning, the storm is about 315 miles east of Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, moving northeast at about 22 miles per hour. Forecasters also expect Chris to produce one of two, three inches of rain over Newfoundland. Its center will be near southeastern Newfoundland by Thursday night. So it's going that far north. That's amazing. I mean, I, I know it happens once in a while, but is this is this like the first hurricane of the year? I think really? there was another there one. Was, one yeah. a couple weeks was ago. there one? Yeah. It turned into a tropical depression really quick, though. Yeah, it says here, hurricane force winds extend up to 25 miles from the center of the storm, and tropical storm force winds extend up to 90 miles out, the NHC said. The storm will continue to move to the northeast and is expected to remain well offshore of the U.S. The National Hurricane Center expects Chris to begin weakening Wednesday night, and it predicts the storm will become a strong post-tropical cyclone by Thursday night. There'll be people up and down the east coast surfing. Surfing like crazy, yeah. That's <laughs> about perfect. They'll like it. Category one or two, not on shore. Yeah. It'll just be cool. God, it's amazing though. It's uh, yeah. There's a picture of them. I'm looking at it right now. It's it's gonna hammer Newfoundland. There, I mean, if it stays on path, they all sometimes they change course. But That's if true. it stays on this path, it will hammer Newfoundland. Well, it's the Poland of Canada. It kind Canadian, of is. Isn't Canadians it? tell Newfie jokes all the time. Oh yeah, Newfie jokes. Yeah, they. That's absolutely true. So we're just at the start of hurricane season, and it ends. No, mm. is it November first? Pretty October? much. Yeah, it's November first. November. Um, this, this right now, all the cruises are cheap. Yeah, that's true. July, <laughs> August, September, Taking October. Taking your chances. So it does generally start in June, but nothing happened in June. Right? Oh, that's right. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I do not think that's the case. So, uh, you know, I, hopefully nothing. Remember that hurricane Puerto Rico, that yeah. doubled back? It, it came in to, to just under Florida, and they thought it was going to go up into the Gulf. It literally got into oh, the yeah. Gulf and turned around and came back across the state. Remember was that? that the that was that year one? that they got all that they got three or four bad hurricanes yeah, in Florida. It was. it was around 2000, I think. Yeah, it was bad. I will never forget the old, the woman who used to watch her house. She calls after that hurricane that doubled back across the state. Your house is a total loss. Like, oh God, we better go down there and check it out. A window was broken. <clears throat> one window was broken, and she it was, was a like total that. loss. Yeah, she. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. She was like that. It's absolutely true. 
So in any case, uh, yeah, it's hurricane season. It's it's what happens. But has it been abnormally hot in Minnesota for early July? I think it has. It's a I little mean, bit warmer than normal. I mean, we've hit a hundred and something a couple of times this year. I know once yeah, for normal. sure. It seems like the last few summers, though, have been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, they have cooler than normal. I think that is absolutely true. It's been cooler than normal, and now I guess it's cyclical, so it's just going to happen. That's yeah, just. I remember how it as is. a kid, we'd have summers that were just hot yes. all summer long. No AC in our house. Yeah. Yeah. Get a Didn't cooler device and put a fan in front yep. of it. Oh, my mom. Cool. Yeah. my mom did the f- fan backwards in the window, telling, oh, yeah. telling us that it would suck out the hot yeah, air. It, it, my mom did the same so thing. So we just did, as soon as she'd left, we just turned it turned around. Turned it again. around. <laughs> no, to tell you the truth, that does work because I, I yeah, used to have the attic room. Like it. The house on thirty yeah. the house on thirty fifth and Penn. Uh, I put a window blowing in to the from the the south and blowing out oh, to the north. Yeah, you had one of those all the way through the attic. Yeah, the the yeah. whole one room was the attic was just one room. Okay, so that worked, that would that work. Worked. But yeah. this was just like a regular upstairs second story room. Yeah, yeah, that was so hot. My God. Yeah, it's not good. No air conditioning is not a good thing. No. There's no question about that. We will take a break. We'll be right back. Part three, hour two, Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down 77 pounds And in a couple of weeks, I'll do one more round to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It's on Monday, July 23rd at 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. I'll see you there. That extra baggage melts away really fast. And one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating. And I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods, too. That's important. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on July 23rd. Just call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. <laughs> We are back for part three of Hour 2, Tom Bernard Show. The lawyer for the ex-girlfriend of NFL star LaShawn McCoy says the Buffalo Bills running back orchestrated an attack that left her bloody amid attempts to get her to leave his suburban Atlanta mansion. Why would you stay in someone's mansion who has broken up with you? I don't know. I don't really get this. Attorney Tanya Mitchell-Graham says in a statement to news outlets that her client was physically assaulted Tuesday morning by a man who entered the home with no signs of forced entry. The man demanded specific items of jewelry that had been gifted to her from McCoy, who had requested them back on many occasions. This, I think, let me ask you about this. I think this is about the third or fourth woman this week that was beaten to a pulp by an NFL player. Really? I heard you talking to Michelle about that this morning. She yeah. got really quiet. Yeah, she got really <laughs> quiet about that. Yeah, that's not good for her brand. No. I mean, I just looked at the pictures of this woman. She was brutalized. Yeah. So the NFL player hired somebody to come in and get her yeah. jewelry back. Clearly, yes. yeah. And try to get it to move out of his house. Can't she just go away? I mean, why does she? I don't understand. So I have a question for you. (laughs) What's a bigger issue, taking a knee for the national anthem, or are you brutalizing the hell out of women as an NFL player? The news doesn't talk about that, though. No, they don't ever talk about that. Well, I mean, how many NFL players are there? 
I mean, really. It's a good point. Well, it was about 1,700, I think. 1,700. And how many of them are involved in beating their girlfriends or wives? About 1,500. About 1,500, yeah. (laughs) It does seem like that. Because there's, what, 200 white guys? (laughs) All that. Yeah, there you go. Now we'll get sued. I know. I'm sorry. Um, No, it's a situation. In in all honesty, though, you're talking about people who are good at a sport. And I've said this before. It has nothing to do with race or anything like that. Football players are morons. I mean, there are some like Matt Burke and and there's Randall McDaniel and, you know, very smart guys. But most of these guys are just huge morons. And now they're making all this money. Well, they yeah. think, well, they think that's they control the universe. Exactly, that's the whole problem. Right? And everybody starts kissing their butts. Yes, that's you know? exactly it. And, you know, they, they hook up with these women and who knows. Look, I'm not trying to blame this on anybody. I'm just saying... It seems to me the women and child children beating of Adrian Peterson, a perfect example. He shoved leaves down his four-year-old's throat and then hit him with a stick. What the hell is wrong with you? And I was like, oh, no, that's fine. Well, he said that that's how he was raised. I, tough hop. If I had raised our kids the way I was raised, they probably wouldn't have worked out all that well. It, it's just, It's not an excuse. No, it's not an excuse, but... People do what they're familiar with, unfortunately. It does seem to be, the NFL does seem to have the largest problem with it, though. Oh, God, yes. I mean, hockey is a violent sport. You don't see them getting all violent. Uh, it happens, you know, once in a while. Yeah. Baseball, you know, it used to be, baseball used to be much more violent than it is now, though. Guys coming sliding in with their spikes high and all the rest yeah. of it. You haven't seen that in a long time. But I just wish they would focus on, this is a huge problem. There is some NFL player just about every other day who's beating the hell out of his children or his girlfriend or his wife or whatever. I, I think that's much more important an issue. The union now is going after the NFL because they say, you can't find people for kneeling at the national anthem. It's blah, blah, blah. Really, we're going to worry about the national anthem when some of your players, and I mean a high number of your players, brutalize other people constantly because that's what they do for a living. I mean, that's yeah, basically, other than, you know, the, the yeah. quarterback position. You're brutalizing someone else to try to win, right? Yep, that's right. I mean, that's what you're doing. Aren't they, isn't there some, something in the works that they're going to stop being, um, they're going to start making more calls or something? Flag football. <laughs> and they're worried that it's going to ruin football. I thought I read something that they're they're trying to enact some. I think that's new true, rules. Yeah. I don't know they're so going to be able to get that get done because well, of the concussion big, problem. There's a big movement to change uh, high school football. In fact, Joe Montana's on some committee to you oh, know, they have no tackling in high school. That might I don't not know be how a they bad play, idea. But no tackling. Yeah, I don't know how they do it, but it's, uh, you know, they're ball. worried about it. I don't know. The whole thing just needs to stop, and that's all I know. Everybody else has moved. You know, look, back when I was a kid, everybody in my neighborhood, my mom didn't, but, uh, you know, Mr. Fisher didn't do it. Mr. Laurent didn't do it. Uh, most of my friends, uh, probably all of my friends' parents didn't do that, but there were people, you could hear them beating the hell out of their wife or their children all the time. God. Now, we've gotten much better, but the NFL players have not moved forward with the rest of, you know, the society. They, they constantly see that it's okay to just beat the hell out of somebody to get your own way. Yeah, but what is the NFL supposed to do about it? Would it be, is it appropriate to just, I guess it would be appropriate to just cut them and not let yeah. them back in? I'm yeah. sorry, you can't be in the league. If you're going to do that, you cannot be in this league. But then they're just going to pay off whoever they hit. Oh, yeah, because that yeah. does happen too. Yeah. That happens all the time. Oh, yeah, he brutalized me. Oh, wait a minute, he paid me off. No, he didn't. Yeah, it almost has to be a cultural shift, it seems, for people to change their behavior. And yeah, I don't know like how it. you start a cultural shift when it's only 1,700 guys. Well, I mean, my father beat the hell out of me once in a while, but I never beat our kids. It's not that easy to get, I mean, not that hard to give it up. No. I mean, it really is not. It, it, it just... I don't know, though. I'll, you know, I when I was working as a volunteer in a women's shelter, it was like, it, it's it's like my mom got beat, my dad beat my mom. You heard, you heard yeah. it over and over yeah, again. Yeah, you do. It's just kind of like you, you witness that from the time you're a tiny kid, and you and people generally 
carry that into their next relationship. I just think if the NFL is going to focus on something, it shouldn't be taking a knee. It should be, let's do something about the violence problem this league has. I couldn't care less about the taking the knee thing at all. I wish they'd just stop talking about it. It's the only more, whatever. It is, yeah, 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 okay, you've got your own America. Good for you. Right. That's the way I feel about it. I really sincerely do. Everybody's got their own America anyway. That's the important part of it. You got your version, we got our version, whatever the... That part doesn't make any difference to me whatsoever. But I, don't, I, I never hear about dads beating up their kids anymore. Does that even happen anymore? I suppose it I, does. It, it has to, but I, sure honestly, I don't hear about it either. You used to all the time. You'd yeah. see kids with bruises all over their face and the wives well, with a black eye. and Schools and doctors, and they, they report people now. Oh, God. So. When when my son was four, I got a call from his mom. We were married at the time. She goes, uh, Tyrell hit Wesley in the eye with a golf club. I'm going to the hospital. Oh. And then she hung up. I'm like, which one? And she didn't answer the phone. So I went, jumped in my car. And, and uh, yeah, Wes was, thought that his cousin was standing too far away from the ball at his address. So he bent down to move the golf ball. Oh. And, got right. oh. and it was the day before his fourth birthday. But I tell you what, um, you know, we, I got to the hospital and the doctor came out and, and uh, said he's going to be fine. Didn't break the socket. It's just going to be really swollen. Um, and then the cops were there. Sure. Yeah. Yep. They, had, they separated it, both of us, asked us all these questions, and then talked to him for a while. And the poor kid, because I had a huge birthday party planned for him. You know, he's four. Yeah. And the bouncy castle in the front uh. yard. Dad, can I try the bouncy castle before everybody gets here? Sure, let's give it a <laughs> slips and falls right on his eye on um, the very first bounce. Of course oh, he did. Oh, poor kid. Oh, he had a hell of a shiner. Oh. That did happen to me, I remember, in third grade, fourth grade at uh, St. Joseph's. We're playing baseball, and I'm at bat, and I'm standing in the batter's box, and I had fouled one off, so the catcher threw a new ball to the pitcher. And I assumed he had settled back in, but he was doing something else, and I don't know what the hell it was. But the pitcher had the ball, so I looked at him. I stepped into the box and took the bat back and hit him right oh. in the face. <laughs> I hit him right. I mean, blood came oh. pouring out of his face, dude. God. I also, why did the bat stop so <laughs> short of its destination? <laughs> well, because my face was in it. He was still standing up, and he and he did not have his mask on. Oh. I hit him right in the face. God, that looked like it hurt. And it made this really odd sound. It was oh, kind of mush broke, and then clank. Probably broke his uh, nose. Mush, clank. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good sound. It was not a sound that you'd, no. you'd care for. No, no question about but, that. But, I mean, I don't know what the statistics are anymore, but I just think that reporting has just gotten a lot better on child abuse. Yeah. And, I mean, what my my dad, I mean, we got spanked. It, it would probably, I'm sure it's abuse now. I don't know. I got spanked till I was 24. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But that was by <laughs> your wife. not long enough. I know. <laughs> it was a whole different deal. Uh, the last guy I saw hit his kid in public was a, was in, it was not American. He was from another country. And he was on the bus at Disney World, and this kid would not... The kid was jacked up about being at Disney World. He was very excited, and his father kept telling him to settle down. I couldn't tell you for sure he was saying settle down, but just from his motion and the kid's response and all the rest of it. And the kid didn't settle down, and he smacked him right across the face. Oh, yeah. That was... But did the kid settle down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The kid settled right down after he started bawling his eyes out. Yeah, you just never see that anymore. And I see it all the time when I was a kid. All the time, people would hit their kids in public. You, you're probably not old enough to have seen that, maybe. Oh, a little bit. You did? Yep. I mean... We had a kid. I played baseball with him, Little League. He's a great pitcher. His name was Lenny Kazupi. Kazupi? And at 12 years old, he broke a kid's forearm with a fastball. I mean, that's how oh. good he was. Oh. His dad was a cop, and he used to beat the crap out of Lenny. And if we ever lost, and we had a great team, and Lenny was pitching, he'd ground him for two weeks. And even oh, at 12 years old, I remember thinking to myself, awful. this kid is going to be messed up when he yeah. gets Oh, yeah. 
Well, his dad was a short, stocky little guy, too, and Lenny was you know, well, a 12-year-old boy. There's your answer. Wiry. and The old man had the little man syndrome. Well, he was a cop, too. Yeah, and he was yeah. a cop, worse. Well, my dad had to spank me in public, but I deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. Why did you deserve to be spanked We were at the grocery store. My dad told me to stay by the cart. Of course, I didn't listen, and I was running around, and I knocked a complete remember how they would stack all the soup cans and everything oh, yeah. on an end cap yeah, there's a reason they don't do that anymore yeah <laughs> i ended up knocking that down and oh. he uh swatted me on the butt and a lady came up to him and actually started yelling at him for beating his kid he goes do you have any children she goes no he goes well you don't know what the hell you're talking about then <laughs> i spanked my kids till they were about four it was I, like a reset button for a three-year-old my parents lay never, into them but. yeah my ne- parents never beat me but i did get my spank Bankings, and they were well deserved. I still will not go near my dad's record collection and you, because. <laughs> and you have no cans in your house, right? No, no, no cans in the house. No, but yeah, I mean, I remember when I was little, I my dad told me not to play with his records. Those were his records, and it was his, you know, collection that he had. Well, one day I decided I'm going to play frisbee, and oh. I had huh. all to- all all of them out of the sleeves. Oh, they were God. scattered everywhere. Oh. Were you twelve? No, I was probably like five, I think. She and, wasn't uh, marriage age. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. marriage yeah. age. Almost, though. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So that was a well-deserved spanking. I know that. But, uh, yeah, my parents never, like, beat me. They now, put I, the fear of God in me. Yeah, I do think there's a difference between a spanking and a, and a beating. Yeah, yeah obviously. Kid in the face. Yeah. I, you see it, though. I yeah. mean, it was it was due to bad behavior on my part and my sister's. My sister was horrible, um, but <laughs> but um, yeah, with my kids, I, I you know did this little swats on the butt when they were little, and or the swat on the hand when they were doing something they weren't supposed to be touching or whatever. But um, they learned pretty quickly, and now all I have to do is give them a good glare down, and they're like, uh oh. And they run the in the opposite direction and go behave. So no, that never worked with Andy. <laughs> I'd give him the glare and he'd go, "What? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that?" I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I've talked about this before. The only time my mother ever hit me, well, there were two times. When my friends, well, we'll do the first one first. When I was about ten years old, my mother was had come home from about a twelve-hour shift at the diner, oh. and she was sweeping the kitchen floor. And I'm 10 years old, and I came walking through the kitchen, and she goes, Tommy, where are you going? And I said, none of your business. And I got hit right in the back of the head with the broom. <laughs> See, that just, was well-deserved. I think you totally that deserved was, that It was one. absolutely well-deserved. It might be child abuse, but you deserved it. One time she punched me because I went out with uh, the Lorenz and Fisher and Tommy O'Brien, all those guys. And got hammered on peppermint schnapps, 15 oh, years old. Yuck. God. They propped me up again. It was freezing outside. They propped me up against the door and rang the bell and took off. <laughs> <laughs> they took nice off friends. running. It's a good thing she heard the bell. Yeah. Oh, I, I would have frozen to death. There's yeah, no somebody question. froze to death just yeah. last year. From it's true. Well, I've told thing. you the story about the guy when I was a teller at TCF. He used to come in. He had no hands because he passed out drunk on his doorstep. Oh, God. Okay, I can almost, I can beat that one. So All right, I was we're doing the next segment. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, we're oh, sorry. Darn it. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> 